The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, hey, we're back for part two of how to survive a hurricane. And uh, Rich is going over a bunch of stuff, so we'll take care of that. But first, dingle on the bell, subscribe. And uh, if you got any questions, make sure you post those down there because uh, Rich would love to answer all the questions. Got any, especially if you're moving down into that part of the country where you've got hurricane issues, uh, mm-hmm. good guy to talk to because he actually builds these homes and his survived. So that should tell you something. All right, let's get into it. Um, okay, so what about, I, I, I keep hearing stories where people just didn't have insurance. They couldn't get insurance because they're below flood stage or because it's a hurricane area there or storm damage. They just could not get it. The insurance companies wouldn't even insure them. It's not a matter of a price. It's that the insurance companies wouldn't do it. Yeah, so in the last year, five insurance companies have either bankrupted or pulled out of Florida. (laughs) So a lot of people have been left uninsured. And again, it's because of their homes being old, below base flood, things like that, right? So an insurance company could write it under, you know, you could go to Lloyd's of London, they'll insure it, but you're going to pay through the nose for it. (laughs) So now it becomes a gamble. It really does. Yeah. So I talk to people, you know, when we go out and we meet people that are thinking about moving here, we start talking to them about that. Just because you saw a house for sale and you think you can afford it, here's some things you better know. Right. Do you have an elevation certificate? So this is goes to this whole insurance thing. So in your question was, will insurance cover it? And is it hurricane insurance? There's no such thing as hurricane insurance. Okay. What we have is wind mitigation. Okay. Wind mitigation is the wind damage from a hurricane. <laughs> I have a federal flood program insurance policy, my flood policy, right? If you live by a lake, a river, or a stream, you should have a national flood insurance policy. If you don't, you're kind of just gambling. Sure. Because my house is built one foot, four inches above base flood, mine is the basic rate, which is now $640 a year. Not too bad. Seems like Not it's worth to, it. You know, if I had all that water come in, right. we didn't have a hurricane, we didn't have wind damage, but if that water came in, yeah, insurance would cover it. Got it. Through the National Flood Program. Had we had a direct hit from the wind and I could show wind damage, roof tiles are blown off, things like that, mm-hmm. my wind insurance will cover it. Now, again, because my house is new, my insurance company inspector came through the house, looked at my structural, went through the attic and the whole nine yards. They certified my house and they will always insure me. So my homeowners and wind mitigation are $1,700 a year. Oh, wow. That's homeowners included. So sure. you're talking less than two grand. If you lived in an older home and I have friends in this situation, they're paying for wind mitigation insurance, $13,000 a year. <laughs> wow. Because you live in an older home that right. hasn't been updated. And some of the updates, let's see, uh, five. Yeah. Any additional codes needed? No. Insurance coverage, we're on six. All right. Yeah. So one of the cool things Governor DeSantis just did is they, they, they're passing, it's on our uh, ballots for the next cycle, November 6th, 6th or 8th, I don't know. It falls on a weird day. So. Yeah. But anyway, on ours is an, an amendment to our Constitution that Florida homeowners can now retrofit their homes 
by increasing the wind resistance by a number of different things, truss straps, different nailing patterns. You can replace all your windows with impact windows. You can do uh, concrete piles. You could, all these improvements and the county appraiser cannot increase your taxes. Oh, that's good. So they're gonna waive whatever that additional would be. They're not going to charge us or raise the appraised value of your house for tax purposes. So your taxes won't go up mm -hmm. because you've made these improvements. So that to me is a really big, thing. Oh, yeah. it's a really good idea. So whether it's a hurricane or a tornado or fire, you know, California, Right. There's ways to build houses where they don't start on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are. You know, so, you, you know, if people made those improvements, then their insurance would go down in that. So, so anyway, you have homeowner's insurance for your typical fires and things like that. You have flood for the da water damage, and then you have wind mitigation for the wind. So the picture you've got up right now. Yeah. I don't think your your wind mitigation insurance would cover that. <laughs> well, no. That's flood. Right, because it, it washed the house away. It's not on the foundation exactly. anymore. So then yeah. as a homeowner down here, that's where the problem lies. The insurance companies start doing this. Okay. Well, the flood was because of a hurricane. Right. So a flood is, you know, a rain event, but well, see, I'm not an insurance. The, the water lifted the, the, the house off the foundation and the wind blew it away. <laughs> Yeah. So it's odd to me that if you have both policies, I would think that it would be cheaper for the insurance companies to just split it 50 50. Yeah. You know, they could get together, come up with a number and just split it 50 50. And why homeowners have to go through this whole chasing down, chasing down, chasing down. And it's just, you know, they're, they're already devastated, you know, sure. freaking out. Yeah. So, so the insurance, I found it interesting that, you know, as you're shopping for a house there, and I would assume condo is going to be the same way, you pretty much want to get a quote for the insurance company right in the very beginning so that you can kind of at least know what you're up against. And, and that would be part of it, and part of buying the home. It's besides the mortgage that you may have to cover, you've got, you've got an insurance mortgage to cover, or you're going to accept that risk of having your house wash away like this. Yes, and, and you're absolutely correct. So when we bought our first house down here, um, and I don't know where I learned this. Oh, I do. There was a guy I knew whose wife sat on the state of Florida insurance board. And okay. this guy lived in Chicago. They would sort of commute. Uh huh. So we're looking to move down here. And I sat with Robin and Robin said to me, she says, well, if you're looking for a house, make sure you have an elevation certificate. Okay, so the elevation certificate is what is provided to FEMA to show that your first floor is one, one foot above base flood minimum. Okay. All of your equipment needs to be a minimum. The bottom of your equipment, not your equipment pad, but the bottom of your equipment needs to be at least one foot above base flood. And that's your... Any of these things are deficient. Yeah. Up goes your rate. So, and all your equipment, you're talking about furnace... Uh, air conditioning, all those Water compressors. Water heaters, yep. Yeah, all that The only stuff. thing, for some reason, pool equipment does not have to be, but mine is. I elevated <laughs> my pool equipment. Oh, my in-laws needed a new pump because there's one underwater. Uh-huh. All yeah. you have to do is build a pad. I mean, if your air conditioner's up here, why would you put your pool equipment down there? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It didn't okay. cost me that much to build that pad. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so then you have what's called a wind mitigation report. So you have your 
you have your flood certificate, your elevation certificate. Then you have a wind mitigation report. Wind mitigation report is done by a licensed general contractor slash inspector, uh-huh. comes to your house, and he audits everything. He looks at what type of roof you have, whether or not it's a gable or a hip roof. Gable roofs are hard to insure down here because basically you have a sail on each end of your house. And, and that's whereas, a gable right there. Yes. Whereas if you have a hip roof all the way around, you're less likely to get blown away. So gable roof, bad. Hip roof, good. Got it. Look at nailing patterns in the plywood. Look at the number of nails in the shingles. If it's a tile roof, does it have one screw per tile, two screws per tile? I have no screws in my tile. I had it all done with a two-part foam. Okay. My tiles can't be lifted off. Uh-huh. No rocking, no leaky. <laughs> um, and it was $2,500. Additional over... $2,500. Why would you not do that? Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, so anyway, um, so you have the wind mitigation report. That is big. If you're in a condo, the condo association typically owns from the from the paint out. On the exterior walls. Right. So it's drywall, framing, siding, windows. They own that, the condo association. Their roof is owned by... So they have what's called credits. It's the same thing as a wind mitigation report. So if you own a condo, you are looking to buy a condo, you want to ask the condo association, do you have credits that you can turn into your insurance company so that they can figure out your insurance properly? So many people don't know the questions to ask. Right. And all those people that like to keep you in their, you know, in their good hands don't care to let you know. <laughs> right. That's not their job. <laughs> no. no. They pull that extra money and they split it at the end of the year. Sure. I mean, my in-laws got taken. I got three years of uh, premiums refunded. Oh, wow. Because their agent did not ask for this stuff and they didn't know any better. When I got the report, I turned it in and got three years of premiums back. Amazing. That's the, that's why everybody hates the insurance companies. Sure. You know what I mean? So. Exactly. Anyway, it, it, they're like lawyers, you know, nobody likes them until you need them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So then the next thing, and I'm just kind of curious about this. So all these homes now get wiped out. The, it, the, let's say this, like right here, this land is maybe a foot or two, you know, below the flood stage or five feet below flood stage. Are, are they just not going to be building back in some of these areas? Or are they just going to start backfilling and raising these areas up to, to, to kind of meet this newer code? No so, this, no, so what we do is we build on what's called a stem wall. Or okay. you can do on piles. So basically, you're just elevating your house. So we don't care if your dirt gets three feet of water over it. Right. But if your first floor is three feet above that, then you're fine, right? Yeah. So... Yes, they can build back on those lots. Um, there's things you can do, which is choose your landscaping wisely. You know, take plants that are salt tolerant. Okay. Like all of my landscaping, except for like 20 bushes, I got like 20 bushes that are dead. Apparently not salt tolerant. <laughs> but I have plenty of others that look like they're new. fine. <laughs> you know, so it, my landscaper didn't choose well on those particular plants. Right. They looked nice, but now they're bye-bye. Uh-huh. So same thing, <laughs> you build on your lot, you choose landscaping that is gonna be salt tolerant in case it ever gets flooded. So there's a number of things that will work. Or, or no, you're building on build pilings? Or you're building the yeah. pilings too, or something like that? Yeah, so my house has 93 pilings underneath it. And <laughs> mine were only had to go down nine feet. Okay. Because we hit 
so they, the engineers, it, it, so I, when I moved here, man, it was like a whole new learning experience. Yeah. So they do blow counts based on the size of the hammer that's driving the concrete piles. And these are 10 inch by 10 inch concrete, pre-stressed concrete piles. And they said with this particular hammer, if they hit 36 blows to the foot, like 36 times and it goes one foot, yeah. that's deep enough. That's enough density. Got it. Fortunately, I must be on some kind of uh, old coral reef or shelf, limestone shelf. I was hitting 70 blows per foot at eight feet. <laughs> so wow. it saved me a ton of money is what it did. Yeah. But with 93 piles under the house, you could wash out all the dirt. Mm-hmm. House is still going to be standing here. All I'd have to do is truck sand in, replace the yard. Right. Right. Exactly. But that's just it. So that makes it better. All your underground plumbing. Yeah. I have stainless steel hangers that are tied to my first floor slab. Okay. So even if all the dirt goes away, all my plumbing is still pitched properly. It's not going to back pitch. It's not going to back up that way. So it gets into, you know, will less homes be built? Yeah. That's, that's really yeah. it. Well, they're going to build right back <laughs> everywhere then, right? They will try, but can you afford to? Yeah. Okay. So that, that perfect segue into my last question. And yeah. um, what do we, uh, you're going to have to start building to these new codes. We're going to have to, you know, beef up all these homes that got washed away. Now mm -hmm. it's going to cost a little bit more to build these newer homes with these current codes than it was to build what was there. So, absolutely. How does this affect? And what was insured yeah. was a 70 year old building and let's say they gave you 200,000 for it. Yeah. It's going to cost you 400,000 to rebuild now. Sure. Do you have the additional 200? Can you afford the additional 200 as a mortgage or whatever? Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be one of the big issues. And as I said earlier, these manufactured homes sitting on these lots, you know, Monroe County after Irma, they banned the trailer parks. Right. There are none now. Yeah. They got washed out oh. and they just, Got rid of them. They were gone. So, okay. I mean, they weren't rolled over. <laughs> they were gone. <laughs> wow. So, so what are you going to do about affordable housing now? I mean, is it just, you know, you still you still need the for people working in the restaurants aren't going to be able to afford to live there. So, how are these people that are, you know, just I have the day to day jobs? It, it's going to be able to afford to make it back and forth. Nobody has an answer to that question. So. Because rents have gotten so high, there yep. are probably in the last two years within 20 miles of my where I live, I wouldn't doubt if they put in 1,600 apartment units. Uh huh. But it's 16 or 1,800 a month for one bedroom. Wow. <laughs> so we're building tons and tons of apartments. Right. But they're all labeled as luxury apartments and they're putting granite tops in them, some decent cabinets, you know. Right. So, no, I don't know how to address that. There is no affordable housing. And, you and know, nor is there going to be a way to build it. Well, that's the thing, because anything that large has to be fully protected. Right. Sprinkler system. Right. You have to have it monitored. You're going to have to do with block construction if you're coastal. So something's got to give somewhere. Survive the hurricane. <laughs> right, right, and and it, I mean to buy, to try and buy a single family home. I mean, what are those in these areas now? What are these going to be? Oh, it's it got it got stupid during COVID, so that's added to the problem. Right. Um, you know, like our our property values had skyrocketed so much through COVID that 
I couldn't afford to live here now. If right. I was looking to buy here, <laughs> it would never happen. Right. I can't afford it. Right. Well, timing for, for me, at least personally, was luck. Impeccable. It wasn't like, oh, this is it's, this is going to be easy, you know. It's like you had a time machine, brother. <laughs> yeah. You you nailed it perfect when you moved down. Oh there. yeah. It, but love to tell you I'm a genius. I'm not. But <laughs> stupid luck. I know that because I still work for a living. Yeah. No, timing worked out. But no, I don't know what people are going to do, and that, that's really a big issue. We're actually uh, talking about doing another fundraiser for the people that work on this island. So, on my island, um, we have a place called Sixth Street. Sixth Street was originally developed as mostly little duplexes, and it's where all the workers live that worked at the Marriott, the Hilton, and so on. Sure. They lost everything. Yeah. Are, is the building they, still I there? I mean, they're low-lying, you know, right on grade, yep. slab on grade. They all had three feet of water in their apartments yep. and, and, and homes. They, they can't afford to lose that stuff, so we're trying to get them back on their feet because if they disappear, I don't know. Right. Like we always say, there's no little white kids going to cut the grass here. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a shame. Yeah. Well, and it's a, it's a retirement area, too. I mean, there's not a lot of, I don't think, I wouldn't guess there's a lot of kids there on that yeah. on the islands. And, and well, we, are, we have a lot more than we used to. Oh, I really? Mean, hell, we got, yeah, we've got a new high school and everything. I mean, it's, yeah, the, the average age on the island is now below mine. Oh, well, that's good. I yeah. wouldn't have expected that. No, no, it's been dropping every year. There's a lot more families. Um, Halloween's coming up next week, and there's a little area around the uh, elementary school. They call it Halloween Central. Yeah. They Kids get bussed down here for it, and the people <laughs> that live in that neighborhood will spend minimum twelve, fifteen hundred $1,500 on candy. It's oh, a, it's wow. It's a huge kitty party. Excellent. It's crazy. So, yeah, it's changed. Yeah, affordable housing, I don't know. That's something we're all trying to address, whether we can skip some codes, whether we can lighten some codes, whether we can... But the, the, now you're, the, you're the, just the, falling back the into the same thing. property taxes. I mean, yeah. do we, you know... So I got a buddy of mine that it, we've identified a property that would be a great place to build some units. And instead of... They're going to be called apartments. Uh-huh. But we're going to pre-lease them to the bar and restaurant owners for staff. Oh. Got so it. as long as you work for me, you can live in this place. But if you quit, then you're out. Indentured servant. Uh, I guess. It works for healthcare. It works for healthcare, yeah. No, but I mean, I have a, I have a painting contractor. She bought a house here on the island years ago. I yeah. don't know, maybe she had a crystal ball, but she bought a, a, a house. Her painters live in it. Uh-huh. And people may not realize it, but most Hispanics, the family units, live together. There sure. could be 10 people in a house, and they don't think twice of it. Right, because that's, that's the way they did That's how they, they lived, came. in yeah. Mexico or Guatemala or whatever. So they right. come here, having 10 in a house, split it 10 ways. It's cheap. It's easy. Yep. So she owns a house that they all live in. Wow. So guess whose company's doing really well? Because she has peoples. Right. Most of the rest of us, you know, Cape Coral, like I talked about, Sanibel, Fort Myers Beach. Yeah. The those are all still highfalutin areas. Sure. You know, expensive. You go north Fort Myers and into Cape Coral, which is north of there, they got inundated. And Cape Coral was where that hurricane really hit. Yeah. That's the working class people. It, it took so them out. Those are the ones. So up till a few days ago, I had a lot of guys that didn't come back to work. Mm -hmm. They didn't have power, didn't have water. You know, so they weren't leaving their homes. Right. So those guys now, 
we already had a labor shortage. Now, is it worth them driving down to Naples to work on my projects when they, they, can, when they can just drive across to Fort Myers Beach or drive right. to Sanibel or, you or know, walk across just, the street? Or walk across the street. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's going to get really weird down here for a while on yep. the southwest side, southwest, you know, Florida. Yep, it is. Well, um, I wanted to just kind of cover some of this stuff. I know we ran really long on this topic today, but uh, I thought it was really important to discuss. And if you got any questions, leave the questions below. He, uh, Rich is more than happy to, to answer them, or I can try to do it if it's mm -hmm. uh, more generalized. But if, you, if you're thinking about moving down there uh, or, or think you're going to be able to get in there and, and buy a house, uh, good luck. Talk to Rich and uh, at least drop him a couple questions. He could probably point in the right direction. And uh, well, I it's guess. It's changed a lot. It, yeah, it has. And uh, it's not going to get any cheaper either. So uh, with that, I'll say. Keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. There you go. Boom. Done. Thank you for not sleeping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you can always split it into a couple. Yeah, that's it. We do a two-parter on this. You know, people like the first part, they will watch the second. If they didn't care about the first part, they won't watch the second. Right. So actually, I'd be curious to see what happens with that. I'd split it in two just for that. <laughs>